Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday, everyone, and thank you for joining me once again for the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, founder of singleinthecity.ca, and I joined today by my friend, the lovely philanthropist and media personality, Joan Kelly Walker. Hello. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. Of course. I love having you. Uh, Now, how can we use science to get to the bottom of what men and really want? Joan, this is what we're going to be talking about today. And we are joined by an expert. We're joined by an expert in this field, Dr. Rael Sims. Dr. Rael has been on the show before. He is a relationship scientist, the CEO of NeuroCore Research Institute, a cognitive neuropsychologist, and the authority on the neuroscience of relationships worldwide. How can we use science to get to the bottom of what men and really want? And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, Joan. Uh, oh, we are I'm excited. Joined, yeah, me too. We're joined by an expert in this field, Dr. Riel Sims. Dr. Riel has been on the show before. He is a relationship scientist, the CEO of NeuroCore Research Institute, a cognitive neuropsychologist, and the authority on the neuroscience of relationships worldwide. And tonight, we're going to be digging deeper into the science behind attraction, the factors that contribute to this, and the traits that men and women find most attractive. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight, Dr. Rael. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, Pleasure as always. Now, tonight we really want to get into the science of attraction and what makes us interested in different things. So my first question to you, Dr. Rael, is what are some of the factors that can contribute to what men and women are attracted to? And, And how do the chemicals in our brains affect this? Well, when we say attraction, the first thing that we're we're actually talking about is there are uh, symmetric symmetry and our uh, golden ratio. That's the first thing that we're actually looking at. And our symmetric symmetry is is how we look. And we're looking uh, not just as if the person is beautiful or not, but if the person has traits that may um, come across as telling us if she's um, feminine, if if he's uh, masculine, um, if he is, um, I want to say, you know, when it comes to our genetics, um, we're, sometimes we're looking at things as, you know, does he have a lot of testosterone? Right. Looking at him, we probably have heard that, all, you know, we've heard it before, you know, looking at the chin, seeing at the square chin, the nice shoulders, the high chest and things like that. Right. And with the uh, woman, we're also looking at the breast. We're seeing if they're firm. We're looking at the uh, waist to hip ratio. Right. To see if. Uh, if 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 she's uh, baby carrying, right? I mean, I'm I'm just trying to be less technical about it, but uh, that's one of the main things that we look at first is uh, you know just the symmetric symmetry and the golden ratio. Yeah. 
Wow. Oh, my goodness. You know, today with all this social media, everyone's worried about young people being so judgmental about each other. But it seems like this has been going on forever between, you know, men and women or just, you know, whoever you're attracted to. Like, you're looking at how strong the chin is and how high the chest is. Like, this is like a, a like like an innate thing, right? Like, um as opposed to what we're going through now with social media. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's even stronger. I mean, because now, you know, especially not being able uh, to uh, see some of those uh, uh, body functions, right? Because uh, we're on social media and uh, sometimes uh, we're not really on like visual uh, social media. So it's really vague. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, we're spending so much now uh, money on uh, trying to um, to look good. Right. And wow. I mean, these major corporations are making a whole lot of money. Right. Because it's about hair. It's about makeup. Right. It's about clothes, too, as well. So. Yeah. But I think when we're spending money to look good, we feel better about ourselves. So I think it's justified in many ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have to. We want to feel good uh, for ourselves as well. Uh, but the bottom line is, we're really marketing ourselves, you know, so we could um, attract. Because that's one of the major importance is how do I attract. You know, how do I get somebody to look at me for the first time? And, you know, it's pretty challenging because we're competing as well. And, you know, we think this is just a woman thing, but it's not. I mean, it's a male thing, too, but we do it in a different way, more expensive way. You know, instead of buying makeup and hair and eyelash and all of that, we're buying cars. We're buying expensive watches. We're buying expensive shoes, right? Expensive suits. So uh, we're doing the same thing. And, you know, I was in a debate about this uh, not too long ago. And, you know, that that was the topic. And the topic was, you know, why women? And it's like, no, 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 it's it's both. It's not just women. It's never have been just women. Right. Uh, it's been uh, this way for, you know, since since day one. Yeah. Mm. So what about confidence? Like, where does this fit in here? Like, if, if people are doing surgery to make their breasts bigger or firmer or, you know, all these Botox and things that we're doing to ourselves nowadays, I always find that confidence is the most attractive thing about someone. Yeah, confidence, I think it's really, really important. Um, but that's something that we're lacking, you know, confidence and self-esteem, you know, uh, self-worth. I mean, that's something that we... We really need, and and yes, people are definitely turned on with confidence. You know, that's something else that we look uh, for other than just looking at the looks. So that's, you know, if if we wanted to go by one and two, then um, that's another component that we're definitely looking for. Uh, You know, we want confidence. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Now, from a scientific perspective, right? Let's talk about people who seem to be stuck in the cycle of being attracted to the same type of person over and over and over again. Even if this doesn't usually work out for them, right? Like they keep meeting the same type of person, they date them, and it just goes south, right? 
from a scientific perspective, let's talk about people who seem to be stuck in the cycle of being attracted to the same type of person over and over again, even if it doesn't usually work out. Why do we get fixated on a specific type of person, and how can we shift our mindset, mindset to avoid making the same mistakes over and over again? Yeah, a, a repetitive uh, patterns that um, one of the things that we call it. And um, so I hear this question a lot. Why do I keep attracting the same person over and over again? And one of the things is that, you know, sometimes we're not actually ready to venture the relationship arena because we're not totally detoxed from our last relationship. So what we're actually doing is we're actually looking for someone that's similar to our, our ex. And uh, what it is, is when we're not completely detoxed from our, um, our ex, we're actually looking for someone similar to that person, similar to that person's DNA, something that we call the human leukocyte antigens or the major histocompatibility complex. And what that is, is that we're actually looking for someone's DNA, someone's immune system that's closer to ours, right? And so, um, so that is one of the reasons uh, why we keep, a, you know, an and too. We're not always, when we use that term, attracted to someone else, like, why do I keep attracting the same person over and over again? We're not actually attracting. What we're actually doing is seeking the same person over and over again. We're actually looking for that person over and over again. And in, in most cases, not all, but in most cases, we're actually seeking that person. So an example, if you had a drug addict that uh, actually lost his drug dealer, he went to jail, would he stop taking drugs? No, he's going to go out and he's going to seek another drug dealer. And he's going to seek that particular drug dealer that uh, has a certain drug that helps him to um, put him into the altered state of consciousness, that euphoria that he desires. So that's what we look for. And Dr. Real, we need to take a break, but we we come back, I'd love to talk about how we can shift our mindset to avoid making these mistakes, and then we're also going to get into what men and women really want and why. We'll be right back after this message. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we are back on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto with myself, Laura Bilotta, and Joan Kelly Walker. We are discussing what men and women really want and why with our guest, Dr. Rael Sims. And before the break, we were talking about getting fixated on a certain type of person and repeating the pattern over and over and over again. So Dr. Riel, my question is, how can we shift our mindset to avoid making the same mistakes? What we know with our study is that shift has to be um, either uh, reminded or we have to be taught, you know, uh, how to uh, how to detox? You know, if we don't tell ourselves, if we don't go, get, if we don't get help, then it becomes very challenging how to shift because 
we're not really aware of it, right? And that's why we end up attracting um, or seeking uh, the same person over and over again. So uh, I guess that's part of how do we detox from this particular um, or or stop the repetitive behavior, right? And uh, you know, I some of the things uh, I can say is you know we must you know get rid of that telephone number is the first thing that we have to do, and. One of the things of how we condition our brain is that we have to say, I know this is going to sound really simple, but it really works. Stop it. Every time my brain yearns for the thought of that person, when we're thinking about that person's hair, when we're thinking about how that person looks, when we're thinking about not just thinking, but also when we smell, if we smell somebody's perfume that reminds us of that woman, if we smell that cologne that reminds us of our ex-husband or boyfriend or fiance, we have to tell ourselves, stop it. So what are we doing when we tell ourselves, stop it? We have a network of this repetitive behavior, we have it becomes a network in the brain. And uh, we've heard a lot of people talk about the plasticity, right? The neural uh, network. So uh, when we make this uh, neural network, we have to actually um, now, uh, in a way, to create a new one so this one could die, right? So the more we work on um, ourselves as far as I don't want to think this anymore, right? I want to think something positive. I want to think about something else. How do I get this person out of my system? And that's one of the easiest ways that we have found um, is to, you know, say stop it. But now detoxing, get rid of that telephone number, get rid of those clothes, get rid of those Stop going to the same place that you, the two of you normally go to for now. Uh, you know, stop seeing uh, the friends that the both of you uh, hang around, right? Uh, so, you know, that helps as well because every time we... You want to unfollow them on social media as well and maybe rearrange your space. Just wanted to add those two. Yeah. <laughs> Very quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want to, yeah, oh, absolutely. You want to unfollow social media. You know, that's one of the major, uh, major, major keys because if you don't block them, uh, you know, you go on social media and bam, there he is or there she is, right? So that's yeah, what if they're, if they're posting well. a picture of them dating someone else. I mean, that's, that's a big punch in the gut. I know, but you shouldn't be creeping them. If you know I that's know. a trigger for you, then don't, I know, but just don't do it. You just can't do it out of sight, Stop out of it. mind. And have your friends not bring them up. I think that's so important. Yeah. Like they have yeah. to. Yeah, it's very important. Help you out. And, and making well. sure that whenever you have an event that you don't in, you didn't invite the person to. That's happened yeah. many times, right? You find yeah, out if they are, then don't show up. If you have the same friend group, then sometimes it's awkward. Like, you don't want to ask, are they going to yeah. be there? Then I don't want to come. Like, you know, eventually you might run into them. Eventually. But then by that time, oh, you may absolutely. be over them. So that's okay. Right. Okay. That's the initial stage. Right. 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 Absolutely. 
Yeah. And, that, and, and that's why it's so important because when we say detox a lot of, and, and heal, you know, we have to make sure too as well. So when we say that, we just don't know what that really means. We think, you know, oh, detox. And, you know, sometimes if you're, if you don't have a child, right, because it can be pretty challenging too as well, because when you have a child, you still have to see him, right? So you have to come up with different strategies like, okay, if he's coming over, have your girlfriend there too as well. And, um, you know, if he's coming to get one of the, one of the, uh, one of the kids, you know, or, uh, you know, stand at the door and let the kids walk to the car so he doesn't have to come to the door because you don't want to, uh, you don't even want to be touched. Fine. Right. Uh, there's something that we call the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access. And it's the same as our uh, central nervous system that, you know, regulates the different things in our body where our skin has it too as well. So the skin knows the minute your significant other touch you, right? If you're not completely, you know, over this person, that's all it could take is just a touch, right? And that touch sends the messages right up through our vagus, right into our hippocampus where we store our memory, right? And then what happens is that also uh, activates the VTA, the ventral tegmental area, the conic nucleus, the nucleus accumbens. And next thing you know, that's our pleasure center. And you're right back in this person's arm again, you know, and we've done that many times, you know, when we say, girl, I'll never be with him ever again, or man, I'll never again. And all it takes is just to be touched. And that one touch will actually, you know, activate everything. Also as well, not just a touch, but it can also be a voice too, because all that guy has to do is to just get sexy, you know, call you and be like, baby, I really miss you, you know. I want to see you. And and next thing you know, it's like, bam. Oh, okay. Just for a little while. Right. You know, so yeah, we have to be careful. So that, that's, that, that's part of that detox process and, uh, re, uh, training, uh, our brain and our neural pathways as well. Yeah. Mm, I love all of that. <laughs> Let's discuss some of the biggest attractiveness factors for both men and women. How about that? Well, first, let's talk about some of the differences that you see come up between what men and women want. Let's talk about that first. Some differences, maybe. Yeah, you know, uh, what, I'm, what I'm seeing now and what I'm hearing a lot of uh, research centers and institutes that are talking about, you know, these different terms that uh, we're using now. And I think we're looking for more of uh, masculine men you know, and I think that that's looking to be like one of the number one uh, keys that women are actually, which, which is not new, but we're focusing a lot more on uh, looking, you know, now we're using the term the alpha man, the beta and, you know, et cetera. Um, and, and, and women, I mean, and the men, you know, they're also looking for the feminine, you know, they're looking for the woman to be more um, uh, using her feminist side, right? Uh, so we're focusing again, like I said, we're focusing more because we're hearing this term and we're hearing people use it a lot more. So, uh, you know, those are, are, are some of the main things that we're really looking for. And then we're looking for stick to We're looking for people who, um, who, who that, you know, uh, that's actually, um, 
I would say the career-wise, the successful uh, person, uh, you know, the successful woman, the successful man, too. And I think that that's really popular right now. You know, what do you do? And, uh, you know, do you have an education? Or uh, do you have your own business? Because it's not so much of who you work for now. Uh, we're, you know, they're looking now as, you know, entrepreneurs, investors, you know, uh, things like that. So, yeah. Plus, the masculine and feminine traits have changed over the years. Like, even in the last, you know, think of it like the 1970s, Burt Reynolds with his big hairy chest and the big mustache and stuff. And now that's so passe. And now it's like men are, are grooming themselves differently. So, like, that's also like a big factor here is that things have evolved and things have changed. So it's kind yep. of like part of pop culture, isn't it, and current events. And Joan, I, I still like oh, yeah. the best, FYI. You still like Bert? <laughs> and you still I like still the hairy like chest. Uh, I still like Bert. So what would you do, Lori, if you get him and he didn't have a hairy chest? You would just go buy but some fake hair? Would, and tell him no, to that would be a deal breaker for me. I, 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 wouldn't, I don't look at little things like those. Those types of things don't play into attractiveness for me. I mean, I, I like a hairy chest. I would tell him, hey, listen, please don't shave that off. Don't nair it. Don't get rid of it. You can have your hairy right. chest. I think guys feel relieved. Like guys that have dated in the past have actually felt a, a sense of relief when I've told them that. Like, oh, okay, this is one less thing that I have to do. Yeah, and they also are, like, you have to wonder, like, why are they doing that? Are they doing that because they have an expectation that that's what you would like? Like, a girl today was texting me saying, you know, I've got this big date tomorrow. What should I wear? And we went through it, and I told her, like, wear what makes you feel good instead of trying to guess what you think he wants to see. Like, it's, it gets sort of Absolutely. convoluted. And I Absolutely. Think it's that's, that's where confidence, again, come in. Yeah, and I think it's what society deems as normal nowadays, too. It's almost like with, like, females with pubic hair. It's like every female feels like she has to shave off every hair Absolutely. On her, in her pubic area. <laughs> no, it's true, but shave, right, wax, right. And that's, laser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Gillette's fault, right? Is it Gillette's fault? <laughs> yeah, that's Gillette. That's, how, that's actually how Gillette uh, actually... Uh, actually became, you know, who they are today uh, because they tried, you know, when he first came out the razor, it was, you know, for the big bearded men and it wasn't cutting as well. So women were complaining and saying, oh, you know, no, those razors, they're not really doing good. You know, they're not really cutting close. I can still feel my husband, these little things. And they went back to the drawing board. And then when they went back to the drawing board, they said, hey, Let's market the woman right now and let's uh, convince her that uh, she should shave, right? And, you know, legs, arms, and pubic hairs. And that's what really, uh, that's what, you know, really put them back on the map. And then they switched again and then went back to the men and uh, became pretty popular. And, uh, yeah. Yes, a question around that. So, it, but, um, Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that if a man is excited enough, he's not going to care how much hair she has down there. Is that true, Dr. L? You know, I'm so glad that you asked that because it really depends if we are, you know, because we've been uh, manipulated into believing right or wrong, right, nasty or good, right? And 
you know, if you have, if, if, if that's a, you know, a pretty mature male who's not a group think, right. Who's not, you know, saying, you know, going with the group and when you have, you have a couple of guys that may say, Oh yeah, you know, she's got to be shaved. She's got to be shaved. Right. And if there's one guy that's like, Hey, you know, I'm not a group think I'm not going to agree just because the whole group, you know, I prefer, you know, a woman with some hair, you know, it turns me on. Right. Because you do have men who still like hair. Right. But although you like it, you, you know, you don't want to be the eyeball of the group. Right. So you try to, uh, you know, become that, you know, I want to be one of the one of the fellas. I want to be one of the guys. What does it matter? Are guys talking about this? Yeah, but what I don't get it. Guys are talking about this in a group. Like my girl has hair on her vagina. Like I don't get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they actually talk about, you know, I don't know if you heard the term, like the bush, right? She, has a, <laughs> she has a big bush. And, she forgot to shave tonight, guys. Like, seriously, they don't have conversations like that. Yeah. Come on, Dr. L. Yeah, yeah, man, you know, or, or you know, man, she took her, she took her, you know, panties off and it was uh, nothing but hair, man. It was gross, right? Well, I've, and, I've, you know, I've heard she took her panties off and it's not like fish, but I mean, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, they'll say too, if, if they're in a group that uh, prefer uh, the total, total shaved woman, then uh, they're going to, that's one of the complaints is that, you know, she wasn't even shaved. Right. And, uh, but then you have some that's like, Hey, I'm cool with that. That doesn't bother me. Right. And, and, you know, some countries uh, it's not, you know, as well. We need to wrap this up. Um, We're going to, when we come back after the break, we're going to continue talking about the biggest attractiveness factors uh, for both men and women. We'll be back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto with myself, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca and the lovely philanthropist, media personality, Joan Kelly Walker. And our guest tonight is Dr. Rael Sims. Um, he is a relationship scientist, and we are discussing some of the most interesting attractiveness traits for men and women. Now, there was a study between psychologists from the University of St. Andrews and the University of Liverpool. They found a more uh, mature appearance is exactly what some men find the most attractive. Now, the study found that men who were born to older mothers over so those over 30, were more likely to find older women more attractive when they were looking for long-term relationships, while men who were only thinking in the short term didn't show the same preferences. Um, There was a definite correlation between the age of a man's parents and his choice in women. Now, Dr. Rael, have you heard of this before? Because I found this very interesting. I always assume that men, older men, we're generally more attracted to younger women. So let's talk about this. Yeah. So when you say older men, younger women, you know, it really depends on the uh, the age levels because there's certain levels that we're looking at uh, younger women. And um, 
that is when we're in the stage of trying to procreate, right? So we're looking at the woman who uh, may seem to be more um, uh, firm. Uh, it's another term that I'm trying to think of. But uh, we're looking at this uh, younger woman with the breast, you know, the firm breast and uh, you know, the body, the symmetric symmetry. But when we get older, uh, we are looking at the younger woman as much. It's, 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 um, it's attractive. It's good. It's cool. But then the older you get, it's sort of like, yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm looking for someone closer uh, to my age or uh, maybe older, right? Someone that... You know, that seems a little closer to maybe somebody that I like in my family that I thought that was pretty cool. So what we're really looking at is that we're really looking at the uh, something that is familiar to our moms. I mean, it's not only that, too. I don't know if, if the study also mentioned like a big sister, right, or an, or an auntie, right? So we also look at that, too, as well, because sometimes you find people where it's like, wow, wow, this this person reminds me or it looks a little bit like your mom, right? So why, why, why is it, why is it the mother or why is it the, you know, the, the, the big sister? Well, this is who we grow up with. And uh, this is who is actually, you know, have taken care of us, uh, who have nurtured us. And, um, you know, we remember those things. And when we see someone that looks similar to uh, you know, we become attracted to um, someone who, you know, have those uh, similar um, traits of our, of our parents, too, as well. Yeah. Wouldn't it also have something to do that. that, like, older women nowadays are confident and we're well-kept and we keep ourselves in shape and we're successful and we're established? I mean... Look at all the gorgeous role models that are sex symbols, like Demi Moore and Gwyneth Paltrow and all the movie stars. I mean, those are gorgeous women that have kind of transcended, like, a number put on their age. So I think it's really important to, you know, to look at it that way, too. Oh, oh, one, one, absolutely, because that's really sexy to us. And what we're seeing is a mature uh, species. And that's really, really when we're seeing this uh, mature woman and because and we don't we don't really say this consciously but we're looking at this female species and we're going wow you know it, it looks like now it's the full package right versus a young lady that's still um, uh, developing right and you know I mean it, yeah, there's been many studies way back in the day. I mean, us us little boys, we're uh, in class and we're looking at our teachers, right? And, you know, she looks like, wow, this is the package right here. You know, she is everything. This is the full package, right? And, and you're so right. Uh, it's really sexy to us, you know, when we see that they keep themselves up and they still look good at their age, even if they have gray hair, Right. And that gray hair, uh, you know, you, you have a nice hairstyle, right? Uh, you know, and you, you're, you, you know, you're just keeping yourself up. It's really sexy. You are right, 100%. That's sexy to a man, too, as well. And that turns us on. Now, also, 
another variable. I like talking about this, and I know we don't have enough time, and I can come back again. But when another variable is, you know, we're also uh, attracted to, okay, we're also attracted to uh, older women because uh, we might look at, too, biologically, we can sense in, in her, too, why is she attracted to the young man? Uh, if you noticed a lot of our actors and singers uh, are attracted to the young man too as well is when we reach the menopause, you know, pre-menopause, but when we reach almost the last of our um, eggs, right? And so we look at a more fertile man and um, versus us men looking at fertile women now we're looking at a fertile man, a man that can get me pregnant versus a man who's my age may not, right? So, I mean, I can go longer. We could do that next show. <laughs> it's okay. How about the fact that women may be attracted to men that can give them more enjoyable sex because maybe they've had some bad experiences dating older men? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's another variable too as well. And, you know, as we see... Uh, you know, all these commercials right now, and uh, it's about the testosterone, right? And, uh, you know, we're seeing like uh, commercials, testosterone, vitamins, you know, and patches and, you know, uh, exercise and things like that. So it's very common. You know, it's not something that is abnormal. Uh, it, you know, it is definitely common, you know, and, uh, you know, just looking for somebody who's fertile too, as well, you know, and, uh, we are definitely, uh, when it comes to woman, you know, looking for a younger guy to enjoy better sex, uh, longevity, you know, you know, I would just like to be with somebody who I can have sex for a long time. Right. Uh, so absolutely, 100%. Yeah. We are going to come back right after the break. We're going to continue our conversation uh, with uh, some of the biggest attractiveness factors for both men and women. We'll be right back. Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are having such an amazing conversation here tonight. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta. I'm in studio tonight with Joan Kelly Walker. And we have Dr. Rayal Sims, relationship scientist, in studio with us as well. We're talking about some of the most interesting attractiveness traits between uh, four men and women. And, and you know what? I've heard a lot about the color red, like wearing mm. red, a ruby lipstick, a red dress. That is supposed to be like a serious man magnet. Uh, Dr. Riel, is there any scientific indication as to why this is? And is it actually valid? Does it have something to do with the female cycle? Why does red act as such a turn on for men? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it is very uh, a, a, a sexually appealing thing to men. Just red, period. I mean, it doesn't have to be a dress, right? I mean, it could be the uh, lipstick, too, as well. So, um, 
Uh, yeah, it, it is definitely a, a something that uh, reminds us of love. I mean, you know, that's why when it comes to Valentine's Day, everything is red, right? Uh, and it has something to do with the color of our lips. Uh, it also has something to do with our, you know, just seeing the color of our vaginal canal, right? You know, that pink, reddish look. So it reminds us of, you know, something sexy. So it definitely have a major effect on uh, activating our pleasure centers, too, as well. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, okay, there we don't have enough time. Like, I have so many questions for you, but obviously we can't get to them all. But, I mean, if you do want to be more attractive to the opposite sex or to the same sex, whatever you're interested in, um, just be kind, be positive, make sure that you pay attention to them, be honest, smile a lot. And then another one that comes into play is sense of humor, Dr. Real. Now, I know as a woman... Um, we love a guy that can make us laugh, and we love it as well when they can appreciate uh, the same sort of things that we find funny. Now, when it comes to men, do they find uh, funny women desirable, or are they more or less attracted to a woman who's going to laugh at their jokes and appreciate their sense of humor? Uh, they, we, we like women who uh, make us laugh, too, as well, because remember, when we laugh, we're getting something from a laughter. So... Uh, yeah, we want you to laugh at us as well, but we don't want to be a mechanic with it either. You know, we don't want to be told, hey, you got to be funny because if you're not funny, you're just not funny. Right? <laughs> and it comes across as just, oh, poor guy. As, you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Make me well, laugh on important. demand. Do it now. <laughs> right, right, right. Make me laugh on demand. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so it's really important to uh you know, to, to, you know, to, to, to make a, make her laugh, but it's also uh, important for us men too. We want to laugh as well. So it's something that we want to, I mean, because, Hey, laughter makes you feel good, you know, and releases uh, uh, serotonin, you know, uh, when you're laughing. So it's a healing, it's a medicine, you know, that's why I like comedians too, as well, because when we go see a comedian, we're actually taking a dose of medicine too, as well. So it's good for the body. Yeah. I love watching comedies with somebody new that I'm dating. I do. I love that. It's yeah, me like too. A, yeah. Um, a bonding you know, I, exercise. I know we're going to run out of uh, time here in this final segment, but can we talk about pheromones? Yes, pheromones. I mean, they have the ability to make both men and women go completely wild. And I know that smell plays a huge role in this and, and humans produce pheromones when we sweat. And so how does that work? How can one person be attracted to someone's scent and another person might be completely repulsed by the same scent? Mm-hmm. Good question, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the great thing about that is, um, it, well, just the great thing about us humans, uh, that's one of the things that uh, we really, really um, are attracted to is our pheromones. And even, uh, you know, one who is still ovulating too as well, because when you ovulate, you release a certain chemical called compulence. And when we as males, when we smell the compulence, we also release something that the males, we release uh, something that's called andrestinone. And this is actually how two people end up having sex on the first night 
because we're actually smelling the pheromones. Now, if it's the right pheromone, that's what's going to turn it, turn us on. If it's the wrong pheromone, our body is going to reject it, right? So, uh, like, you know, when you see uh, 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 male canines running after females, right, uh, we're saying that she's in what? In heat. Right. And so it's the same thing, but we call it, I mean, but the real term is Astra for the woman. And uh, so pheromone is really, really important. We like to watch the man work out when he's working out, you know, he's sweating uh, through his sweat glands and we could smell, you know, his pheromones and it could make or break. Right. Because if the, if it's not the right pheromone and, you know, we have pushback. There's some people that you might hear some scientists out there as well that you might hear uh, that, uh, you know, have some pushback with that. You know, so people are de- debating back and forth. But I favor the, the pheromone. I'm on that side because I, 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 I truly believe with all my research and other uh, research centers and universities, uh, I, we, we concentrate on the human leukocyte antigens where we actually smell. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, you know what? Time's up, guys. Um, but thank you so much for joining us tonight for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. But this is not the last we're going to hear of Dr. Ray Al. I will explain in a second. But Dr. Ray Al, where can people learn more about you quickly? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can contact me on my website, drrayel.com, drrayelsims.com, uh, R-A-Y-E-A-L. And you uh, also can uh, contact me on Instagram, The Relationship Scientist. Yeah. Thank you. And Joan, where can we get a hold of you? I'm at Joan Kelly Walker Official or joankellywalker.com. And I'm hosting a virtual dating summit, Redesign Your Love Life, the ultimate singles dating seminar on January 28th to the 30th, 2022, with 13 dating and relationship experts. Dr. Rayal is part of that panel. He's going to be diving further into the science behind what men and women want. If you are someone who is struggling with their dating life, we will help you become more aware of what is holding you back from ultimately attracting that person that you are meant to be with. If you would like more information on the seminar, either send me a message on Instagram with the words live events. My handle is official Laura Bellotta. Send me the words live events or check out singleinthecity.ca. The link is at the top of the homepage. And also check out singleinthecity.ca to learn more about my matchmaking services. Let's put an end to your single status, people. Thank you, everybody, for joining me this week for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. See you next week. Ciao for now. 